May I set the stage? I shall impersonate a man. Come, enter into my imagination and see him, a dauntless knight known as Don Quixote de la Mancha. Hear me now, O oh, thou bleak and unbearable world, thou art base and debauched as can be. And a knight with his banners all bravely unfurled now hurls down his gauntlet to thee. I am I, Don Quixote, the Lord of La Mancha, my destiny calls and I go. Welcome, everyone. Two years ago, I did a concert called The Songs I'm Not Allowed to Sing. It began with the song, Man of La Mancha, I Don Quixote. I consider that piece a breaking point for me. I had heard it for the first time a few months before my concert and immediately wanted to learn it. Here's the thing. That song is for a male tenor. I am perceived as a female soprano. Still, I brought it to my vocal coach, and although she gave me a funny look and she did laugh, we started working on it, and a little light bulb began to turn on. I, Don Quixote, was just one of the dozens of leading men's songs I had fallen in love with. And so, the idea for my concert was born. As I developed the set list, I revisited one of my favorite songs. I remembered when I, when I brought it to my previous vocal coach years ago, the first thing he said to me was, you're not a boy. You can't sing this. So I'm going to sing it. <laughs> the most beautiful sound I ever heard. Maria, 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 Maria 
All the beautiful sounds of the world in a single word. Maria, 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 Maria. I just met a girl named Maria, and suddenly that name will never be the same to me. Maria, I just kissed a girl named Maria, and suddenly I found how wonderful a sound can be. Maria, say it loud, and there's music playing. Say it soft, and it's almost like praying. Maria, I am. Stop saying, Maria, 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 In 2014, I auditioned for a production of The Secret Garden. The song I prepared was Bring Him Home from Les Mis. I knew that in the show an older man sings it, but it fit my range and felt really good, so I went for it. Fast forward. I'm attending an audition intensive with the same company. One of the participants has chosen a piece slightly too old for herself, so she gets a lecture about audition-appropriate songs. You don't want to select songs too old or young for yourself. You want to be as believable as possible within the context of the song so that the director knows how to cast you. Then, the same man I auditioned for for The Secret Garden stands up and he says, I once auditioned with the song Bring Him Home from Les Mis at the ripe age of 30. Don't do that. And as I'm sinking deeper and deeper into my chair, someone else chimes in, and don't even get me started with gender. 2014 was also the year I first heard the term gender non-binary. My good friend had just come out as such and began using they-them pronouns. I quickly realized that this term summarized my experience as well. When the panel at this audition intensive discussed audition-appropriate songs, I felt very uncomfortable. If I'm neither a man nor a woman, 
Where do I fit into this equation? I know how I'm perceived, female, but in an art form about truth, how can I be expected to express this? In an art form where performers can supposedly be anything, and I do mean anything, what's so blasphemous about singing Bring Him Home? Around the same time, a friend introduced me to the musical The Last Five Years. We listened to it, and he'd always exclaim, Madison, you'd be perfect in the role of Kathy. She's a wonderful role, by the way, but in constant pain, struggling with her husband Jamie's uh, journey to success and eventually to other women. When my friend told me I should play her, I thought, well, that's nice, but I want to play Jamie. <laughs> he had the fast-tempoed, confident pieces. He was bursting with life instead of despair. Now I think, why can't I play both? Did I just hear an alarm start ringing? Did I see sirens go flying past? Though I don't know what tomorrow's bringing, I've got a singular impression things are moving too fast. I'm gliding smooth as a figure skater. I'm riding hot as a rocket No. 
apartment on 73rd. The Atlantic Monthly's printing my first chapter. Two thousand books without rewriting one word. teacher, recently it struck me that half of my students are either trans or in some way genderqueer. For this reason, I'm very careful about the language I use in my lessons. Beyond the challenges of selecting an audition-appropriate song, there are gendered voice types, soprano, alto, baritone, tenor, etc. And as a genderqueer person, it can be rough being sorted into one of them. I make sure to say things like, Judging by your vocal range, you would do well with this piece. Or, based on the work we've done so far, I'd say you would be traditionally considered an alto. Let that be a tool for you, but for our purposes, you are a tenor. I tend to also present them with pieces I know fit their identity. I recently gave one of my students, who happens to be a trans boy, the song Mr. Cellophane from the musical Chicago. And as we worked on it, I realized that this song, although not its initial intent, describes the genderqueer experience. The chorus goes, you can look right through me, walk right by me, and never know I'm there. As someone who is consistently, constantly misperceived as female, those lyrics ring true. My identity is invisible to most people. But... This misgendering is also no one's fault. It's not mine by not presenting as androgynous or genderqueer. What does that even mean? And it's not yours by perceiving me as female. It's what we've learned. Our culture wants us to be either or. But that doesn't work. Anyone can be anything, no matter how they're perceived or how they present themselves. We are who we are, no matter what. And I'm, I'm just a person. If someone stood up in a crowd and raised his voice up, wailed loud, and waved his arm and shook his leg, you'd notice him. If someone in the movie show yelled, fire in the second row, this whole place is a powder keg, you'd notice him. 
And even without clucking like a hen, everyone gets noticed now and then. Unless, of course, that personage should be invisible, inconsequential me. Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane, should have been my name, Mr. Cellophane, 'cause you can look right through me, walk right by me, and never know I'm there. I tell ya, Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane, should have been my name. Mr. Cellophane, 'cause you can look right through me, walk right by me, and never know I'm there. Suppose you was a little cat, residing in a person's flat, who fed you fish and scratched your ears. You'd notice him. Suppose you was a woman wed and sleeping in a double bed beside one man for seven years, you'd notice him. A human being's made of more than air. With all that bulk, you're bound to see him there, unless that human being next to you is unimpressive, undistinguished. You know who. Should have been my name, Mr. Cellophane, 'cause you can look right through me, walk right by me, and never know I'm there. I tell ya, Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane, should have been my name, Mr. Cellophane, 'cause you can walk right by me, look right through. Despite all of the obstacles, you must be open about who you are. <laughs> If you project your truth into the universe, you may be surprised by what returns. For example, a theater company I've worked for since 2011 just produced the musical West Side Story. I saw the show, but wasn't involved in any way. A month or two later, I learned that when a terrible virus swept through the cast during their three-week run. I was the first contact listed to call in for the role of Tony, in case the lead actor had fallen ill. Not Maria, Tony. When you put out your intentions, the invisible cogs begin to turn, and something may be coming your way—something good. Could. 
screaming at the servants day and night. The most important men in town will come to fun on me. They will ask me to advise them like a Solomon the wise. If you please, Reptavia, pardon me, Reptavia. Posing problems that would cross a rabbi's eyes. And it won't make one bit of difference if I answer right or wrong. When you're rich, they think you really know. If I were rich, I'd have the time that I lack to sit in the synagogue and pray. Maybe have a seat by the eastern wall. And I discuss the holy books with the learned men seven hours every day. This would be the sweetest thing of all. If I were a rich man, all day long I'd bitty bitty bum. If I were a wealthy man, oh, wouldn't have to work hard. Lord, who made the lion and the lamb, you decreed I should be what I am. Would it spoil some vast eternal plan if I were a wealthy When I realized that I was neither a boy or a girl, a lot of things began to make sense. Why I didn't feel like I was on the girls' team or why I felt uncomfortable with she, her pronouns. A lot of things also got real confusing. <laughs> I struggled with settling into my identity, as most people do, but I was extremely lucky to struggle freely in a supportive environment. I could try out new things new characters, and feel my way through my journey. I was not transgender. I was not cisgender. And I didn't feel trapped in my body. I didn't feel like I was living a lie. That was the most exciting realization of all. I was just me. Just Madison. Whatever you are, trans, queer, cis, non-binary, you are who you are, not in spite of your body. You are who you are because of it. This past summer, I was in a production of The Hunchback of Notre Dame with the Theater Lab in D.C. One of the staples of the Theater Lab program is the summer cabaret. Any student who doesn't have a solo song in the summer musical can participate in this cabaret. You select a piece and workshop it. In addition, the musical director takes notes during your performance and gives you feedback afterward. 
In this case, our director was the incomparable Deb Gottesman, one of my major theater role models. I had selected the song, It All Fades Away, from the musical Bridges of Madison County. And yes, this song was written for a man. The night of the recital, my performance was received very well, and Deb's response was no different. I was extremely grateful for her intelligent feedback, her wisdom, knowledge, kindness, leadership. But I waited for her to finish before I asked the most important question. It wasn't a big question. It would just bring this whole thing full circle. Deb, I asked, I appreciate your support with this piece, but I have to ask you if... If I came in to audition with this, would you think it was a weird selection for me? Would you cast me? Without blinking, she responded, Madison, if you auditioned for us with this piece, I wouldn't think, how weird. This is totally out of Madison's type. I'd think, wow, what an incredible performer. There was something in a desert. There was some place wild and green. And a child in a village I passed through. There are places that I've traveled. And so many things I've seen. And it all fades. Away, but you I was sliding down a mountain, I was burning in the sun, I was crying with amazement at the view. I was capturing a moment, but when all was said and done, well, it all fades away, but you. Past the cities and the farms On a never-ending quest for something new And the only things that mattered Were the four days in your arms Cause it all fades away But you
cannot be torn apart. There is one thing that remains forever true. Past the breathing, past the thinking, past the beating of my heart, it will you.